Welcome to the 17th episode of Downtime Podcast. My name is Lisa. I'm sorry, everyone. I know I've been slacking a bit with podcasting and editing. It's been a bit of a busy month, but I finally found time to make this episode. So Jeremy and I have recorded two episodes within the past three weeks that I just haven't had time to put together. So instead of keeping those separately, we are going to have another two-in-one podcast. So first, you're going to hear podcast number one that we recorded at the beginning of August. And after, you will hear part two, which was recorded sometime in the middle. It is 2 a.m. right now, which is why I am appropriately naming this podcast The Late Night 2-in-1. Enjoy! Welcome to the sweet sounds of Downtime Podcast, where two coworkers talk about video games. You have your DJ Elisa here, swinging the tunes with Jeremy on the other line. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well, Lisa. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. So we're about to play some nice tunes to kick off your evening. Um, what do we have to start with? Well, it's a uh, it's currently 9:40 p.m. on. August 2nd, and yes. uh, I am playing right now some Mountain Blade with Fire and Sword on PC. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I can explain it. Um, Yay! So, <laughs> so, yeah, so one of the games I'm currently playing right now is... Uh, Mountain Blade with Fire and Sword. <laughs> I just gotta say that was a really good transition into uh, into into the podcast, Lisa. I have to give you props for that. <laughs> you know, I just thought of that maybe a minute ago. I thought of it and I and I committed. And here <laughs> Honestly, we are. <laughs> the, the late the late night DJ voice is one of my favorite voices because like it's just a bunch of de- <laughs> it's a bunch of DJs just going like, oh yeah, and you're right here listening to the tunes. Here's some jazz music for you. I'm like, why are you talking like that? Like, it's almost happening? the right mood to play Careless Whisper right now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> just need uh, some hot chocolate in your hand, you know? Exactly. It's good stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Mountain Blade thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, the game is called called Mount and Blade with Fire and Mount Sword. Mount and Blade. Yeah, okay. Mount and Blade. <laughs> so it does sound like Mountain Blade, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> so Mount if and Blade. If you say it fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Mount and Blade with Fire and Sword is a standalone alone expansion to this game called Mount and Blade. <laughs> God, I sound like a crazy person. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's an RPG. It's a third-person RPG. That All has right. <laughs> real real time real time strategy combat. So that means when you're fighting an enemy, you're actually moving and it's not turn based. It's imagine Kingdom Hearts, but uh, set in medieval times, and you're fighting factions from the Polish and the Swedish, and uh, you're you're using guns and swords and you're riding horses and you can have up to squads of ten or or a hundred even if you want to in like. 200 versus 200 people battles and it's just insane. It's 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 a crazy fun game. There's So you're mu- playing this online. Yeah, so there's a multiplayer aspect and honestly the only thing I play on Mountain Blade with Fire and Sword is Captain Co-op is that's with you and like 32 different other players 
all have squads of 10 guys and you're all on one faction on one side fighting against bots and you have to f- okay yeah. so there's like regular waves and then there's um uh there's there's veteran waves and then there's elite waves which are the which are the ones that are if you get past the veteran waves and the, which are the hardest ones in captain co-op mode honestly it's the most fun i've ever had playing this game it's uh it's it's just a really good multiplayer pc fun because a lot of the players are, are really friendly towards you in the game and a lot of people it's it's a really like tight-knit community of people that just like play this game together and i've been playing it for uh, a few years now, actually, and it's, I've always seen, I haven't really made any, like, close friends with anyone in the game, but just, I always see the same usernames pop up, and we're okay. always, like, we nod at each other, like, hey, what's up, man, how's it going, and then, uh, video game head nod, yeah, in-game head nods, and, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, just playing, like, with squads, and you're all trying to fight against one cause, imagine if Killing Floor was set in medieval times, and you're playing with more than, like, six people on a server, that's, that's all I could say. Well, that's pretty fun. Yeah. Who makes it's, the game? Uh, Tale Worlds Entertainment. Oh, I don't know who that is. They're a Turkish developer, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and so there, there's a there's a sequel to Mountain and Blade called uh, Mountain Blade Warband, and currently there's this mod for the game. Well, there's several mods actually. Some of them like. You, Mountain and Blade Warband is very highly moddable, which is that doesn't make any sense. Very highly moddable. I'm going crazy. Mountain and Blade <laughs> Warband is is very moddable, and uh, Got there's it. yeah yeah. So there's different mods you can add to make you can retexture the skins for the game. So a couple of my favorites are Star Wars. You can make the entire game look like Star Wars, and you can travel to different planets, which is pretty cool. There's also um, Game of Thrones, which I actually haven't played, but it looks cool. It looks just like the show. And then there's also Lord of the Rings. There is um, the American West, which was kind of interesting. You could use guns instead of swords. And finally, there is a samurai mod for that game where you can... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you could take over Japan, which is pretty cool. That Uh, is really cool. Yeah, so the Mountain Blade series is... Near so dear to my heart. Mods, so with a lot of the mods, you don't exactly play in medieval times. No, no, it 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 totally changes the scenario because the si- the single player in the mods for Mountain Blade Warband, which is totally different from with Fire and Sword, are so that they emphasize on playing si- the single player campaign where you alone either join up with a faction or make your own faction and take over the world, and it's it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's really cool when people go far with mods and can completely change up the game honestly like i love modding i think the modding community is is really cool and it's just people doing this for free you know and yeah the first game i ever modded was actually with my brother and it was the elder scrolls morrowind that we did that together did you really mod morrowind Oh, we modded the shit out of Morrowind. It was so cool. <laughs> like once you step off, once you stepped off do? the oh my god, once you step off of the boat, you'd see like Willy Wonka trying to hand you a sword along with a bunch of samurai running around. And oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that we had a Willy Wonka there it was just crazy. And then wow. uh, yeah, we had like a Stargate in there. We had like guns. We had we made the we downloaded this mod where we added like this whole section of the game that wasn't even there before. And yeah, it was pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like mods a lot. Mods for Old Morrowind are just were just so fun. But going back and playing it now, I think I would not have a lot a good time playing them because the game is really dated. But you know, you could fight me on that. Fight me, I dare you. <laughs> but, uh, he yeah. dares you. <laughs> yeah, he dares you, everyone. <laughs> 
Morrowind just looks dated now, and I don't think I would have the same experience as I did when I played it, when I played it back then. So, yeah. Well, you can play Skyrim now on VR, so I could play Skyrim all... on any console now. Is what it looks like. I mean, Skyrim's <laughs> gonna be on phone unless it is already, and I just don't know. Oh, jeez, no, please spare me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which. I started the first 15 minutes of Skyrim. Ooh, how do you like it? And um, just going for that matter, I also started the first 30 minutes of Dishonored. Is this on PC? I'm playing Skyrim on PS4, and I'm playing Dishonored on PC. Ooh. And the reason I'm... So I just want to say this one thing real quick. Sure. And then I will quickly talk about each of the games. I haven't delved much into it to say a lot uh-huh. but i will say this i am not used to first person games at <laughs> all like i'm a person who likes third person seeing the character when i see the character in all its glory it feels like i'm following them on a journey yeah and when i'm actually that person and i don't see it it kind of it legit throws me off in a way. Um, so Dishonored and Skyrim kind of start off in the same like they start off in the same exact way. Um, you're on like you're on a you're on one of those um, carts being pulled by horses in Skyrim, and you're on a boat in Dishonored, and you're playing as first person, and you just have to look around and get used to all of the controls. Yeah, and straight up it's it's pretty freaking i don't know like i said i'm just so used to playing as that person it's really difficult for me to get used to yeah i got you no i mean like there's a lot of people who side with either third person or first person as you know being being enveloped in the game i mean a lot of people a lot of people like this the the silent protagonist aspect of like let's say half-life you know where gordon Freeman doesn't say anything and yet a lot of people (laughs) a lot of people find attachment to that game and to that character because he's he's just quiet and you are gordon when you play that game you know yeah where it comes to games like just cause three where, oh my god where you're we're coming back to this one (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking let's i'll put it I'll, i'll say a better game let's play a third-person game like Yakuza Zero, where you play as Majima or Kiryu, yes, and you're—it's a third-person perspective, so you—you still attach to that character because you see them all the time. Whereas, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. I'm su- I am more attached to the character when I see it. Like in Grand Theft Auto, you have an option of playing in first person. I have never done that. Ah, oh, yeah, same, same. And I question. Um, so I've always played Uncharted as a third person, but I don't know if you can change the view for that. No, you cannot. Okay, cool. So yeah. that's an example of like why I'm also attached to that game, just the f- mere fact that I can see the character. I will say that I do enjoy Dishonored and Skyrim for the little bits that I've played. Um, I, uh, When it comes to Skyrim, I have watched Morrowind and I have seen um a few people I know play Oblivion and I've played a little bit as well so this is my this is my first time really getting into it 
I'm generally not a person who plays things that in, that are, I, I don't know if you want to put it this way, but would you consider Skyrim medieval-based almost a bit? Like, oh no, a hundred percent. That is medieval. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, that's just a genre, or that's just a time, a timepiece that I typically choose not to play. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. So there's a lot of things that I am getting used to. Um, I will say this as well. Skyrim, the adaptation for PlayStation 4, even though it came out in 2012, 2013, it looks really fucking nice. Yeah. It's still, like, it's, they, they really, um, enhanced the graphics. It's beautiful. And I can see why this was one of the most beautiful games when it came out five years ago. And I almost imagine... I can't imagine what they're going to do for the six Elder Scroll series. Oh, shit. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it is going to be really crazy. You know why it's going to be crazy? Because it won't be Skyrim. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It, it won't be Skyrim. It'll be another obscure name. <laughs> yeah. I chose... um. What did I choose? I think I chose the lizard race. I don't know what that one's called in Skyrim. I, chocobo races. I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can you imagine being a chocobo, though, playing as a chocobo race? That would be amazing. Elisa, like we said before, there's mods. You can just mod it. Well, yeah, you're on, I, on PS4. Damn it. No. I can't do no. that for PS4. Oh, unfortunately, get it on PC, then you can mod it and you could ride a chocobo. <laughs> oh my god, I already have it on PS4. <laughs> <laughs> no, buy twice, buy twice, buy twice. Oh my god, <laughs> jeez. Um, to be continued on that. I would love to play as a chocobo though. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, and then last thing I have to talk about. Uh, Dishonored is also cool. Um. Although the Dishonored storyline is, in general, something that I would enjoy more in terms of gameplay, I like Skyrim more so far. But that's saying very little because I've only played 15 to 30 minutes of each game. Yeah. I got you. Um, That is all I have to say because I can't contribute much else until... I put in some work for Skyrim next week. <laughs> for next week, people are gonna hate me. I haven't played Skyrim. <laughs> so. I mean, <laughs> this is my first time playing Skyrim. I just got the game. I think two, three weeks ago. I never played it when it came out. Oh, I do have a really random story. So in, yeah. In, I'll go. By the way, everyone, I'm having really bad allergies, and I don't know why. It's okay. We don't we don't blame you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh god. So when I was in college, I um in college I had this professor and we were I think we had a midterm of some sort or a important assignment and it hadn't been graded for 2 weeks. And this professor straight up said I'm sorry, I haven't really been um, attentive with grades or like this assignment or whatever it was. 
Skyrim just came out. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I mean, you can really get involved into that game because, like like I said before, if you play it on PC, did your friend play it on PC? My professor, you mean? Professor, sorry. I don't know why I confused your professor. I was thinking of your I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, I feel like in the time I was his student, we were probably friends, I think. I bothered him all the time during office hours. Oh, wow. So we were probably friends, (laughs) in my mind at least. I I can classify that as so. (laughs) <laughs> anyways um oh god what was the question again <laughs> did did he play it on pc or was it on PS4? oh yeah he played he played it on pc wasn't the first time it the first time it was released it only came out on pc right it wasn't uh, until later it came out on console or was it released on xbox and i didn't know i think it was on 360 and ps3 at the same time it was on pc but oh, i think it, maybe okay. it was delayed i don't know i don't really i didn't okay. follow the news sure yeah um, should have should have i know it's okay yeah. But anyways, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need I need to stop passing judgment on the Elder Scroll series fans. I am playing it. I am enjoying it. I understand the plight of putting a lot of hours into it because I've done that for a lot of video games. Yeah. And I will probably put more hours into it cuz goddamn if like I don't even know how long doing all the quests are and Yeah. I'm not prepared. Basically, I'm probably going to get sucked into another long game that I didn't want to be sucked into yet. No, I got you. And to be honest, that's that's just how it is when it comes to games like that. Like especially yeah. these long RPGs. Although I will say I the most time I've ever spent on a video game wasn't actually an RPG. It was actually Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. snap. Because I, I downloaded those times. No, for real though. Because I downloaded modded maps on PC. <laughs> Oh, and okay. I would just play on them, and oh nice. my god, I was so obsessed with that game when I was younger. That's pretty... I remember when everyone was super obsessed with that game, so... It's still a solid, fun game. It, aged, it is. It aged really well. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, Left 4 Dead 3, where are you? I know. See, what what like what's up with all these games just expanding to different consoles? Just make the new game already. Yeah. Seriously. I've put the most hours into the sims 3 so do you know how many oh god see i changed laptops so i probably can't tell you but i i'll tell you i straight up played it when the sims 3 first came out to the last expansion pack that's how awesome that game is and i still play it instead of the sims 4 when did the sims 3 come out Oh, God. Did it come out in 2008, maybe, or 2009, 10? It had to be one of those years. Mm. Basically, The Sims 3 is greatest of all time. I think the the second game I had the most hours logged on Steam was Team Fortress 2. Oh. See, when it comes to collaborative team games, that makes a lot of sense as well. Oh, yeah. like All of my friends played it. My brother and I played it all the time. It was just one of those games where... You know, we traded a lot of stuff together, and we we played yeah. to get more hats and to get more weapons. And there, I mean, I I f- I played over. I I own Overwatch, and Jairus and I played together with our mutual friends. It's just, I don't know, for that game, is it hasn't recaptured the magic I felt when I played Team Fortress Two for some reason. There seems to be a very um strong um side that loves Overwatch. 
and a side that just doesn't enjoy Overwatch, it seems. Yeah, and I get that. I understand. Yeah. You know, I, I really like Overwatch. I think it's a really, really fun game. But for the most part, like, it's... I don't know. Like, for me, I... If my friends aren't into it as much as I am, then it's really hard to get into something like that. I oh, really, yeah. I need, like, I don't want to, I don't like playing Overwatch alone. Because, like, after my friends kind of stopped playing, then it was more like I'm alone playing this game. And the pub matches I played by myself, no one really collaborated with each other. And, you know, you're always berated for not doing well by the other team. It's like, come on, guys. Like, this is what it feels like to be in a pub match. When it comes to games like that, where co-op is so ingrained it's just more fun playing with people you know than playing with random people oh yeah no like if you get called like a loser like and you're with your buddies then you're like oh, by man, a 14 year old yeah 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 and you're and especially <laughs> when, you, with your, when you're with your buddies and you get called a loser by a 14 year old you're just like man dude like like it's just, well, at least we, we were together you know like where are you and your other 14 year old kids let's go squash you guys yeah <laughs> God, you meet some very vicious people on very vicious middle schoolers on the internet because of video games. It's quite hilarious. I don't I don't remember being that savage when I was a kid playing games. Maybe because I didn't play Oh, you know what? It's because we didn't grow up in a time when online capability was as as it is now, you know. Yeah, we had AOL. <laughs> oh. And by and remember when you could not even um make a phone call? Or vice versa, if someone was on the phone, you couldn't go on the internet. Those were the days. Yeah, and you know what? At one point, my parents had net zero. They had like the little speedometer that would show you your internet speed. I, did uh, I have net zero? I don't think my family ever had net zero. We had the other DSL that I don't even remember. Ooh, DSL. Uh, yeah, and God knows. I don't even remember the names anymore. Oh, MSN maybe? God, mm. I don't know. I don't even remember. I remember them. Yeah. They were not long, very good. Long story short. Praise the internet. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Long live net neutrality. Long live. Uh... <laughs> no, I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> not uh, today. No. No. Um, Can I talk about another game that I've kind of been playing-ish? Go for it. I'm not playing it's shit not... anymore. I'm not playing shit right now. <laughs> well, it's not really a game right now. It's more of a demo. Oh, what what are you playing? Oh, so it's this game called Drift Stage. And what it is is that it's an arcade simulator that it's kind of like Initial D, the Initial D video games, but right now it's oh, it's, no. it's only a, it, it's not like exactly like it. It's it's honestly just you and the corners of the road and that's it right now it's just a demo okay and that's really cool so what it was is uh it was a kickstarter funded game that initially um was just that it was just like they just wanted to make an arcade drifting game an arcade racing drifting game with your friends and they got funded okay. they they asked for 30,000 and they think they got funded 57,000 on kickstarter oh that's pretty good yeah and so they they're like really well into development right now i don't know when it's going to be released uh, exactly but you can go to the website driftstagegame.com. I think that's the website. Yeah. Just go to just look up uh, Drift Stage on Google, and 
yeah, so it's it's 3D cell shaded, but also 2D animated, which is kind of cool for that kind of game. And you can download the demo free right now. I think it's like an alpha. Oh, this is version. very old school looking. Yeah, it's so sick though, right? Like it looks like like yeah. like Cruising USA meets Initial D. And honestly, it's got that retro 80s vibe to it. It's got the music, the kind of vaporwave-ish, future funkish music. But it's also got um, like the modern driving mechanics that you'd find today. So like when you're rounding a corner, you want to let go of the gas and press the brake button, but then like press the gas again so that you're drifting into the corner. And it's it's just really, really cool. And they have a photo mode right now where you can take pictures of your car or of like, of like the scenery and make it your new desktop background. So I think I might change yeah. my desktop background to that of uh, some screenshots I took of Drift Stage. And I kind of I wrote a little article about it on the blog, so you can go to triangle-c.blog to see what I wrote. And I think it's a I think it's a really cool game. It's looking to be a really, really awesome game right now. And um, yeah, they they. This they... looks like. So the backgrounds look like that really old Sega game, like their very first racing game. You know what I'm talking about? Oh oh oh! Can you play it in Yakuza Zero? Is it that game? Yeah, it's that one. Oh my God! What's the name of the game? Because I played that a lot in Yakuza Zero. Oh, Outrun, Outrun. It's called Outrun. That's what it's... Oh, Outrun. Yeah. Yeah. And the one where you had to play it to um get on a date with that girl, which turns out she didn't want to go on a date with you. You, you know which side story I'm talking about? Yes, I do. When you're Kiryu? When you're, when you're, wait, <laughs> yeah. no. Majima or Kiryu? Which one was it? I, th- I think I remember playing it with Kiryu. Yeah, it was, but it yeah, was Kiryu. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the graphics and especially the setting looks exact and environment looks exactly like that game, which is cool. Looks very eighties esque. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's I. Th- I like the style. I like the music of the game so far. I like the mechanics, and it's just a really, really smooth, solid game. So, Elisa, yeah, I, awesome. I recommend it to you to just to try the demo. It's controller compatible, and I highly recommend you use a controller because playing on keyboard is rough for a racing game. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've played Lego Racers on keyboard and. Damn, that shit is <gasps> tough. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking? Have you played Lego Racers before? I have played Lego Racers before. I don't have it, but I have done it. Yeah, that game. That game is fun. It was actually it's really cute. Yes. My brother and I played it together. He would use he would uh whenever we pick up items, he would use the items and I would drive. <laughs> it's really cute. Oh. <laughs> and we still have the game. I, I I think I still have it on CD somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a great game. But yeah, check out Drift Stage. It's really cool. It's being developed by two guys, technically three. One guy's the composer. There's uh, the lead developer, and then I think there's another guy who's also doing the coding for multiplayer or whatever. But uh, yeah, check it mm-hmm. out. It's it's a really solid game so far. Awesome. Uh, I'm probably going to buy it when it comes out on Steam because they it was Steam greenlit in 2015. Very cool. Yeah. And that's all, I, that's all the games I've been kind of playing right now. Yeah, I haven't actually, um, I haven't played a lot recently. I've actually been watching more TV than I have been playing games. Um, but I have, like I said, I've started a lot of games that I intend on continuing. Cool. What, what you've been watching, by the way? We don't have to, we can, we can take a little tangent. Oh, you know what I'm watching. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) The greatest show of all time. The greatest reality show of all time? The greatest reality show of all time. What else? <laughs> Terrace House. If you watch <laughs> if you watch Terrace House, if you're a listener and you watch Terrace House, we would love to talk about it with you. Leave us a comment or a question 
and we'll be we'll be glad to answer it. I mean, we yeah, Terrace House is just one of those shows on Netflix right now that you should really check out because it's it's a reality show set in Japan. The new season set in Hawaii, but uh, it's it's just it's it's interesting. It's it's interesting. It's the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I've watched uh, quite a few reality shows. And this one, it is not. This is nothing like real world. No, this nothing is nothing like. like it. This is nothing like real world. This is nothing like Big Brother. This is nothing like Amish in the City. Yes, I watched Amish in the City. If you know what that is, Amish in the City is a thing. It it was a reality show in two thousand and two oh or two thousand four. I don't remember. My parents, brother, and I watched the crap out of that show when we were growing wow. up. Wow, it was about Amish I people did, I can't, coming from the. Can't from, believe that's even a TV show. Yeah, it did really well. But you know what? The last episode happened. You know what happened in the last episode? So, you know, the show's Did about... someone a- die? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Nothing like that. It wasn't extreme. Okay. A bunch of Amish people came to New York City, I think, was to, like, study life in the U.S. And they want... Or not U.S. What am I saying? They t- study life in, like, in the city. A like, metropolitan area. Yeah, in a major metropolitan area. And they wanted to see if they either wanted to go back or they wanted to stay. And on the very last episode, all the city people, along with the Amish people, were going to go to the Amish part of, of the U.S. and, and live there, and, and they were going to shoot there. But the show got canceled right before that happened. Damn. It would have been so interesting to see that. And that I was like, is hilariously awesome. It was like the craziest cliffhanger ever, and I was so disappointed that they weren't going to show the rest of that season wow. anymore. So, yeah, Dang. so, again, Terrace House, going back to Terrace House, it's a great show. Check it out. It's interesting. It's crazy. Yes. Hansan for the win. Yeah. Armand, love that guy. I know, basically <laughs> the best. Oh, you know what? Speak okay. So speaking of TV shows, I do have a lot of video game, video video game TV show things to say. Oh, are you aware that there's a Castlevania TV show on Netflix? I am aware, but I did not and know. Have if, you watched it? I have not, but I didn't know if it tied in with the game at all. It is actually tied in with one of the Castlevania games. It's not the original game. It's one of the later ones. Okay. And it it does generally follow the storyline, and it branches off a little bit. Um, Okay, okay. And then also with the Castlevania game, it is only four episodes, and each of them are 30 minutes. So watching it is basically watching a movie. Cool. That's pretty cool. Okay. I think it – I actually really like it. I think it's I think it does a good job of being acknowledging that it is a popular video game but does something different that makes it interesting as well. Yeah. I I think that's that's awesome. Yeah. I think you should check it out especially cuz it's sh- it's a short watch too. Very quick. Okay. Yeah, I mean yes. I really want to get into the games too because I I really want to get into Castlevania. I feel like that's one of those series that um, just fits well with kind of my my gameplay style. I really like platformers that are like quick paced and have a lot of action. So I think yeah. that this game will really will really like sit with me. But I yeah. I just need the right moment to play it. Like I don't know. Like I I want to play Shovel Knight for example. Like I really think Shovel Knight mm-hmm. and Castlevania are similar in a lot of ways, but also very different. But I I haven't yeah. played Shovel Knight yet, and that's like been on my my wish list on Steam for the longest time, and I still have to buy it, and I still want to play it, but I just I don't have the I don't have I don't have the motivation right now. I don't know what it is. I just someone needs to sit me down, and play like here, take this game, play it right now, 
or I'm gonna kill you. That's just what I have to oh put my a gun God. to my head. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, that's too extreme. I'm just kidding. No, they they just they just need to put me down and just like say, hey, play this game. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's it's highly recommended because I've been told that before, and I, there weren't some very good outcomes from stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, you're looking at you, ukulele. It- Oh, a lot of bitterness here today, folks. <laughs> so, sorry, too much salt, too much salt. Too much salt. I'll, I'll, I'll hold it's, it back. It's crazy with Castlevania is that it's it's so popular that the, and the type of um, gameplay of it is so popular, they straight up have a genre called Metroidvania. <laughs> and, like, also combined with Metroid, of course, but just yeah. the... <laughs> I, like I think that. this is, like, when did this game even come out? Like, the 1980s? By Konami, I I, I don't even think so. I'm not well versed in the history of the Castlevania oh, yeah. franchise. Yeah, this is just such a this is a really old game, for sure. But, and then of course, you know, if you like vampires, then this is the game for you. <laughs> Looking at all you Twilight fans out there, I'm oh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. God. I'm joking. No, no, I'm yeah. So I think I think I'll, I'll check out the series on Netflix and possibly the game once I yeah. Like it, I said, it's it. very short. I think even if you so what I have to say is even if you've never played Castlevania, just the series itself is a fun standalone anime. Okay, sure. I'll yes. check it out. So there's nothing to worry about there. Sweet. Thanks for the recommendation. Yes, of course. And um on top of that, Persona 5 is getting its own anime in 2018. That um, there's not much to say aside from the fact that they turn all of the personas into animes, and the fifth one's coming out in 2018. So they ba- so basically it's like all the anime cutscenes that they have in the game will be in anim- in TV show form. Hmm. So that I'm actually really excited for that because you know I love the I love the Persona series. I really like the storyline of Persona 5. And if you don't feel like playing Persona 5, watching the anime covers the entire plot. Oh, that's handy. So like per- like Persona 4's anime straight copy of what the plot is, even a lot even some of the side quests. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, so it's like straight up if you don't want to play the game, you can watch this TV show. Side quests, aka filler episodes in the anime. <laughs> Basically. So uh, I haven't played Persona 4. Uh, am I okay playing 5 or do I have to play 4 first? So this is what I'll have to say about uh, between 4 and 5. Um, there is a drastic. So I love Persona 4 a lot. I think it's a like, beautiful, beautiful game and. I love the storyline, and that in itself is makes it worth playing. But there is a drastic difference in battle gameplay and mechanics that advance things faster. Uh-huh. And because of that, if you play Persona 5 and then go back to Persona 4, it may be difficult to get used to because they added so many things in. So I so it it is a long haul, but I would suggest playing persona 4 first before playing persona 5 because i'm a little bit uh, i'm a little bit wary about enjoyment simply because of newly added mechanics that make persona 5 easier to play hmm yeah um i 
Uh, personal opinion, I do like the Persona 4 storyline more than I do Persona 5, but that not to say that Persona 5 is bad at all. I actually, I love both of them. It's just like a personal opinion. Um, but yeah, I would say start with 4. F- if you can stomach it, I would start with 4 first and then go to 5. Some people, not to say that people don't like aged games, like some someone might play 5. And they'll en- enjoy four perfectly fine, but okay. yeah, yeah. But Very just cool. yeah, just being cautious of everyone uh, of the general of typically the what people generally how people generally feel about aging games. Honestly, a lot of games age pretty well over time. Yeah. So, I mean, not maybe not graphically. Sorry, sorry, Morrowind, but um. Uh, you know, like, uh, just gameplay wise, they just, they oh, just yeah. still, they're still solid games. Like the first Super Mario Brothers is still a solid game. Persona Four is still a turn is, is still a perfectly fine turn based game, even even after playing Persona Five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, shoot, I was gonna say something actually. Um, so in terms of the Persona Four graphics, there's not much to worry about. It's all very anime based. Mhm. So it's not a huge departure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played a a really good JRPG in a while, so I think I'll pick pick up Persona Five. Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe during Black Friday. Oh, that would be a good time. There's like there's three games I want to pick up um on Black Friday. Yeah. Or actually four. So one is Persona Five. There's I was also Rise of the Tomb Raider. And then there's also um, uh, Shovel Knight, like I said before, and yeah. and the Evil Within. Got it. So, yeah, more to come. All, probably all will be on PS4, but we'll see. If there's a good yeah. Steam sale for Shovel Knight, I'll pick that up for PC. I uh, for sure. Man, I still don't. Um, I don't quite know what my future will be like when it when it comes to video games or like what games I'll be wanting to play um nino kuni i think i'll pick up during uh during black friday oh, for sure. I, I don't have a ps3 but i want that game so badly uh, <laughs> <laughs> i want to play it so badly P- um the second one i think is a different storyline for the first one but i still so want to th- play the first one <laughs> i know i know i know <laughs> studio ghibli i love you joe he say she i love you <laughs> yes yes so awesome shoot i totally there's one more thing i wanted to bring up i don't have anything left on my queue so okay um have you ever heard or read the book ready player one uh i yes i have heard of it okay well uh, i i have not read the book i have not read the book okay uh, recently like well at all what am i saying recently at all i do want to read the book now because of the trailer i do know what the book is about um ernest klein the writer of ready player one actually wrote an episode of red versus blue rooster teeth's production of mm-hmm. season 14 one of the episodes from season 14 really did yes. he do that he did he did and it was a parody on um reservoir oh, dogs that's crazy yeah so rooster teeth is well connected i and, never knew that yeah so I think that the trailer is it you talking about the trailer specifically? 
Um, no, I'm not talking about the trailer. I'm just stating that the there's a movie now based on the book, and I'm curious if you checked it out before. I did. I watched the trailer like five times. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah, it was because you I, already beat me. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I one of the things in the one of the things in the book is that the main character drives a DeLorean from Back to the Future, and yes, Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I didn't know that he drove a DeLorean. The, like the exact DeLorean from Back to the Future in the book, and so when I saw the trailer, I was blown away. Like, wow! Like they got the license rights for that. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, of course, Steven Spielberg. Like during the Comic Con panel for Ready Player One, they were like, "No one could direct this movie but Steven Spielberg." One, obviously, because <laughs> it's freaking Steven Spielberg. A lot of his movies yeah. were set during the time of the '80s, and so Ernest Klein, the the novel itself. Is based on a lot of things from the 1980s and a lot of pop culture references from the 1980s. Yes, that is, that is correct. And Steven Spielberg was a huge part of the 1980s. And during the panel at Comic Con, Ernest Klein even said, "Like, yeah, this man right here was one of the reasons why this book was written, and one of one of my childhood heroes." And obviously, the the second reason why they had to get Steven Spielberg for this movie is because the licensing. There's so oh, many pop culture references in there. This really movie are that no They've... one else could pull this off but Steven Spielberg. They reference, um, so I actually read the book. Oh, wow. And this is the, and this is straight up the first book that I read for fun coming out of college. I typically don't read and my sister got me to read this book and I enjoyed it a lot, especially because, um, I thought it was a really fun concept and I liked a lot of the references, and I just like reading those types of books. Yeah. And just kind of seeing it come to life is interesting, and it, it's always like that for any book when it has a movie adaptation, especially if you read it, because you imagined it in a different... You imagined it in some way when yeah. you're initially reading, and when you finally see a trailer for it, it's just shocking that this person imagined it like that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of really, there are a lot of really cool things that I liked seeing in this trailer, as well as um a lot of things. I'm like, wow, that's really what you thought when that happened. You you know, like, like that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, um, the the vis- like the the film can't always uh portray what's in the novel correctly depending on like the, the writer's vision but Ernest Klein actually co-wrote this movie so yeah it's his vision too so I think it's it's really what what he wanted to see in a movie as opposed Definitely. to what we thought we would see in the movie I mean I'm sure when I read Harry Potter for the first time I had completely different like viewpoints on what the castle should look like and what the characters look oh, like oh yeah of course but exactly. of course you know what a lot of people associate with Harry Potter now is the movie characters and what the movie looks yes. like and now that the whole theme park is based on just the movies and not really the books, so yeah, it's kind of different to how we're gonna we're gonna see this. I know. Do Do you know what the story is about? Because I can tell you what the story is about without spoiling it. I do know what the story is about for Ready Player One, right? Yes. Yes, I do know what the story is about. I I read the summary before, and, and it's basically okay, cool. It's a modern. It's like a VR take on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in a kind of way. Yes. Yeah, and that's why they were playing oh. Pure Imagination in the trailer. Yes. Kind of. But yeah, I, I do know what the story is about, and I think it's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. And with Ernest Klein, I'm actually in the process of reading his second book now called Armada. 
Oh, really? And it's and and it's also a video game genre or video game themed book. It's not a sequel to Ready Player One. It's its own standalone. But I'm just like I'm also reading more of his stuff. Cool. Yeah. There's also a sequel to Ready Player One coming out. I know. I heard about that. The one thing that I wanted to see was I wanted to see more of the main characters introduced in this game, which of course we'll see when the we'll see when the movie comes out. But I was hoping to see what a few of a few characters I had in my head were or what they imagined them to look like in the movie. But that's okay. Mm. I can always wait for the movie to come out. It's kind of interesting. Maybe we can talk about it after we both see the movie because like I've never read the book and you've read the book and maybe we can kind of share. Oh, that that would be a that would be a great comparison. Yeah. I would love to do that. Uh, how about this? I won't read the book until after the movie and after we talk oh. about it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, okay. like, I I don't I don't it's not something that I really need to read right now. It's more yeah. like it's it'll be fun if we both have different viewpoints on this after Oh we yeah, watch totally. It. And I'm plus down. it's it's totally gaming related too. The movie's about VR. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Sounds good. Yes. And that's all. I think that's everything I have to say. Yeah, we hit the 47-minute mark, so I think that's a... Oh, nice. Yeah, we we could call it a day if you want. Cool. Sounds good. So I came into this podcast generally unprepared. I guess I only have two things to talk about. I kind of have three, but you can go ahead first. Okay, so I'll talk about this first because it's a bit shorter, but they recently announced how there's going to, they recently announced there's going to be a lot of spinoff games for Persona, so there's going to be a a Persona game called Q2, and they've also spinned it off to have a bunch of dance games. (laughs) Persona dance games? Yeah, like straight up. Like. Like bust a move, dance games. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. the interesting thing about the Persona series, once you really get into it, is it's very successful, and okay. because it's successful, there are a lot of goddamn spinoffs. Let alone a lot of really goddamn random spinoffs. Huh. Okay. So, with Persona Four, they even came out with a fighting game spinoff. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and that was really weird. Yeah, I fi- I played that. I played through that, and I finished that. And it huh. looks like for Persona Five, they're going to have the dance game. I don't even. I don't know if I'm gonna buy it, but. <laughs> huh. That'd be interesting if they just kept making like every with every like standalone release of Persona or like you know big release of Persona like let's say Persona Six they have like a sub spinoff which has no relation to the actual JRPG that it came from like it, it, it like, it's really what it, it is yeah like like I bet you like Persona Six will be like kart racing or something watch oh <laughs> uh, good old kart racing <laughs> oh yeah just like when um Crash Bandicoot. Like I think one of the last games before it got rebooted or like remastered was it was like a kart racing game, like Crash Bandicoot kart racing or something. And really? Like, yeah. So then the joke. Was oh wait, like, wait! You're talking about Crash Team Racing. Yeah, Crash Team Racing, and the joke that, is that the thing is, a- CTR was really popular though. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I feel like it wasn't. It's not to the degree that these spinoffs are, where 
they're very, very... How the hell is this even related? See, in the CTR universe, I can almost see and understand how it has a racing game. Because if you think about it, like, why does Mario have a racing game? And you're yeah. looking into that environment. This one... Yeah. Yeah, with, CT- with CTR, I kind of get it. Yeah. And, it's it's cool. It yeah. makes sense. And then with... <laughs> with Persona 5, I'm like, what the hell's going on right now? Why is this a thing? <laughs> uh, are you going to play it? Are you going to buy it and play well, it? Well, uh, Probably... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would buy this dance game though immediately. I'd probably wait it out. Go into the Persona money machine. You're just giving in to the money machine. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm basically committed to the Persona fandom. Hey, I mean, if they if even like have it, a if, if they even have a fandom or a fan club name, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm I'm curious if yeah. you have a fan club name. Yeah, this is one of those games though. They'll come out with something every one to two years to keep it going until the very next Persona game. But gotcha. I do think it was a. I don't know how long they're gonna milk this out because hmm. there was a significant gap between Persona Four and Persona Five. But I wonder what they might do. Is they have per, they will come out with a special edition of Persona Five. And that special edition will include more sub stories or whatever, because that's what Persona. That's the difference between Persona Four and Persona Four Golden. So uh-huh. it it's if it follows the same track, Persona Five is going to have an even longer game than it already is. <laughs> At some uh, point, between yeah. making Persona Six, hmm. I follow okay. this game too much. No, I mean you're a fan. It's that's <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, I love this game, but I just think that's funny. And then Q two is coming out. I've never played Q one though, but I've seen videos on. Uh, I have no idea what that is. What is that? Um, so Persona Q is the game for Nintendo. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I've ne- I've never played it. I've only seen videos for it. But right. so Persona Q, I don't remember which one that was, whether it was Persona 4 or 3, but that was a Nintendo version of it. But not like the game for the Nintendo platform, but a sub story. Mm, and now they also have a Persona Q2 title coming out. But it's also really random too. Like it's not even in the same mood as the actual game basically these these are some random ass spin-offs like com- like oh. completely random so huh. interesting yes it makes me wonder when in what direction they keep going in <laughs> oh they don't they don't, they go in all directions to answer your question <laughs> yeah they're going everywhere that's that's it <laughs> They're trying to corner all the markets. They're trying to get every market available. Pretty much. <laughs> and you know what? That's a good business strategy. That's yeah. fine. I suppose that. I suppose you're. That's right. So they're gonna get. Oh yeah, no, they're trying to spread wide with a margin. Yeah, pretty much. So that more and more people will be excited for Persona Six whenever the hell that comes out. <laughs> yeah, maybe in a few years. We'll see. Um. Do you wanna? talk about what you're going to talk about 
Oh, just finish it off? Yeah, just finish it off. Okay. So an update from my Skyrim adventures. Uh Uh-huh. It is getting a lot more fun. I'm getting really into it. And so one thing, I realized you can play in third third party. Hmm. Third person, I mean. You can play in third person. You can change it up. And once I discovered that, it made my... I'm not even kidding. It made my experience a lot better. Yep. <laughs> Knowing that I can see the person and it and it the perception and just uh my viewpoint was easier for me to aim and easier for me to attack than when I was in first person. And that's just because I'm not used to first person. But I think I'm going yeah. to stick with third person for now just cuz it's a lot easier for me to handle. I mean, who knows? Maybe down the line I'll switch and try to adapt, but I just feel more comfortable this way. Yeah, you also have a, a wider field of view, so that's good. Yeah. So I have, so that discovery was awesome. Nice. Well, I'm glad you finally found it. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, what, so this is my first time playing Skyrim. And I guess this kind of goes in parallel because on television, I'm actually watching Game of Thrones for the first time as well, which kind of falls in line with this medieval dragon fan fantasy bunch of races and houses type feel. Oh, yeah. The the staple for fantasy now is that there has to be a plethora of characters with different backstories. And back- dragons. And dragons and different backstories. And dragons. More dragons. Yeah. Which is making my, so no, it's, no lie, it's making my Skyrim experience much more interesting. So context, I've never watched a Game of Thrones episode in full. I've always fallen asleep <laughs> whenever it was on. i not caught up at all. I don't really know anything about it. And recently I watched one of the episodes of season seven for the first time in full. And yeah, I know everyone, I skipped seven seasons and i think i watched like i literally watched the fourth episode of season seven which by the way is split up into two seasons okay i dig- i digress but anyways <laughs> it's it's interesting because as i find game of thrones entertaining i'm also finding skyrim more entertaining as um in parallel obviously because they kind of cover the same genre and yeah. it's i think it's i think it's a lot of fun and I'm put like I'm putting more hours to it. Like last week, I was struggling really hard, and now I'm getting used to a lot of the controls. I'm killing a bunch of bandits and doing a bunch of quests. There are so many quests. I don't even. Yeah. Man, I'm baffled by. I've never played a game where there's so much to do. Yeah. And like to the degree that this is. This is a lot going on. In the game. I know. Ah. Uh, Oh god, I don't like it's so overwhelming thinking about it. Well, that's what I like about Bethesda's games, like their open world yeah. Elder Scrolls Fallout games that that it's it's packed with detail. There's so much it you really could do. Is. You could you don't have to follow the main quest. You can do whatever you want. That's why I love open world games and Skyrim is I just mean, one of those. Like god, who knows if I'm even going to finish the game? And if I do finish the game, if, who knows? It might even take me years to do it i'm already, i'm having a lot of fun just doing quests and i don't even know if they're part of the story i mean who really cares at this point it's it's very engaging it's a beautiful game 
it's a lot there's a lot of variety and yeah. i think that's what makes it fun but um <laughs> i'm i've encountered like this issue which i think just comes with experience and just man figuring out and man and managing your items more but i'm struggling because i'm picking up all these items to sell back whenever i go to cities but then there's a weight limit yeah and i'm trying to keep this weight limit i think of under 300 pounds <laughs> but if you if at any point you go 300 and over you can't run anymore in the game or you, which is the normal control when you use the yeah when you use the stick so this is you're over encumbered <laughs> i know but the but the freaking armor and chainmail and all these different things weigh so much especially when you're picking up more and better weapons and better materials and i think there's on the on the ability chart you have to just upgrade your ability so that whenever you're wearing heavy armor it will it won't weigh anything or which mm. by the way there's so many abilities what the hell oh my god <laughs> yeah the, the trees for those are intense i don't even know if i'm choosing the right one i mean who knows everyone's story's different but there's so many things oh god it's crazy it's really yeah. crazy it's packed like i said it's packed with so much detail there's so much for you to do i know i'm an argonian i think oh you're an argonian that's so cool yeah <laughs> yes i and my Argonian's name is Philip. <laughs> Philip the Argonian. <laughs> and you talk like this. Or something. I think that... How do they talk? I forgot. But they sound weird. I... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I chose. Um, That's what I chose for my game. Because I was thinking... Have you seen the Fairly Odd Parents before? Yeah, I love that show growing up. Yeah, so I was thinking of that episode when they find the quarter or the nickel named Philip. Oh, wow! And that's yeah, and that's because I I just watched that episode before I played Skyrim for the first time, yeah. and that's why it's named Philip. Hmm. Philip the Argonian. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yes. What race were you? I was a... I liked being elf, like dark elf characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the Elder Scrolls series. But then the, at one point I was a... Ah, uh, what are the tiger people? What are they called? Khajiit. Uh -huh. Khajiit. I liked being a Khajiit too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of memes around. Oh, God, there's a Khajiit in Oblivion. Ah, oh, and he sold you rugs? I forgot. Oh, God. People are gonna hate me, but ah, uh, there's a, there's a. I'll find it. I'll talk about it next time. I gotta find it. Okay. Yeah, there's this guy who'd race you in Oblivion. Like he was a Khajiit, and he's like, the, "I'm the fastest in the land," and he'd try to race you, and you'd have to beat him. <laughs> yeah. And then, nice. But I ended up just killing him, and I'm like, "I won! I won the race! I just killed you!" <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't know the joke. That's <laughs> uh, okay. It's okay. Nah, the joke ah. isn't. The joke isn't that I killed him. The joke is that ah, uh, 
I forgot. Like he'll sell you rugs. There's a guy who'd sell you rugs or something. I forgot. Okay, never mind. I, Too <laughs> much pressure. I know. <laughs> now I just feel awkward for mentioning it. Never mind. <laughs> it's all good. What is the most popular race that's or the most commonly chosen one? If you do know. Uh, you know, I have no idea. I mean, there's Imperials and Nords and, yeah, I don't know. For sure. Yeah, I have no idea. By the I mean, way. Time... Oh, go ahead. Oh, every time what? Go first. Every time I see someone playing one of, like, one of the Elder Scrolls games, they're always a different, like, character race. So I can't really tell if there's a favorite one or a popular one amongst people. I see. Got it. Yeah. I'm. I think it's really random how you have your. Um. You said you're a high uh, high elf or dark elf. A dark elf. Yeah. And there's and I think it's really random how there's a wood elf. Oh yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. I I remember when I was choosing a race, I saw that and I was like, this is random. Why are they? Of all the elves you can possibly choose from, there's some random one called a wood elf. I'm sorry if I've offended anyone. <laughs> um, it's like... But it's cool that you get to pick the different races, because even as a wood elf, you go around the world and they're like, Wood elf, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be mm. here. And like, they comment oh, on your race. Awesome. Yeah, they comment on your yeah. race, and if they don't like you, then they're like offended by you so like since i was a dark elf a lot of people hated me they're like what are you doing around these parts i'm like damn that's racist (laughs) oh my god wait are they really racist towards dark elves Uh, when i was playing um oblivion yeah like there are people who are racist towards me like they would just they wouldn't say anything just they would just try to kill me i'm like dang you guys are messed up oh jeez okay it was like that for all the elves because it depends on what part of the world the game is set in and how the people Mm -hmm. in that world like react to your race which I thought was really cool. Okay. Oh, I I don't think I've experienced that yet. So I mean, maybe I have to go through more until I reach those interactions. Yeah, I mean, you'll meet some people like slave traders or just whatever, and they'll be like, "Oh, you look like I could buy you at a high price or something." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> and then kill them because they're racist, right? Yes. They're racist. They're racist. Oh, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was I was actually gonna end it, but if you had anything to say, let me know. Yeah, it was the 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 Khajiit the Khajiit part. It's not specific to the one game. It was from Skyrim and it was uh Khajiits will be like Khajiit has wares if you have coin, meaning that like the Khajiit merchants will walk around the world of Skyrim, and if you talk mm-hmm. to them, they'll say that. And so that, that became a meme along with that arrow in the knee thing. Okay. Yeah, like Khajiit has wares if you have coin, or Khajiit will sell rugs or something. They'll, they'll speak in like the third person. Got it. Even though they, they're speaking of the third person of their own race. not Their name isn't Khajiit. It's like they're talking about their own race, which is so For weird. Sure. The arrow to the knee? Yeah. That's, that's Skyrim? Yeah, that's from Skyrim. 
Oh, I'm so out of touch because I don't play this game, apparently. It's okay. I've never played the game in my entire life. I've never touched it. I've never played it on anyone's oh, console. But I know all this random crap about it because I played previous games and I was so interested in, in buying and playing Skyrim, but I just, I've never, like as I said before in a, in a previous podcast, I just never had the time to, to play it. I don't even own it yet. I haven't bought it before. For sure. But I will buy it on Steam, probably during the winter sale on PC. Well, just be warned if you buy it, it's a guaranteed time suck. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna mod the shit out of it too. So yeah. <laughs> so that's the one thing that, because I have it on PlayStation is that I can't mod it and I can't do all these fun things. It's okay. You don't want to fight against Master Chief. No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to have I'm such a hater? <laughs> you don't want to have you don't want to have a uh, cloud in your party and have him follow you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's I'm fine. so I'm already I'm already freaking fifteen hours yeah, out of five hundred hours into this PlayStation game. I'm no not turning back. back. Yeah, no, I got you. There's no point. There's no point going back. <laughs> but yes, that's where I'm at right now. Nice. Well, glad you're uh, you're enjoying the experience so far. Is this your first Elder Scrolls game? Um, this is first Elder Scroll game that I've played. Yeah. Oh, okay. But but I have seen people play it very often. Okay. I, yes. I don't recommend going back and playing the other games unless you want to, unless you're interested in the lore of the universe and you want to see what those other places look like. But for the most part, oh, I see. Yeah, I I would not recommend playing them because it's honestly the same experience. Just different places, different characters, different storylines, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Skyrim, is a, it's I a really good jumping place. Yeah, I think I'm okay because I have seen a lot of people play Oblivion, so it's fine. And if I have anything about the lore, I can always YouTube a video. So what are what news do you have and what are you playing? Um, So kind of two things that I'm playing and the last thing is news kind of news okay. uh uh one of our coworkers at our office has invited me to play nintendo switch with him during lunch break sometimes and we would play mario kart together so i think that's really awesome that i get exposure to the switch and it further want further enhances my my want to buy a nintendo switch mm-hmm. so yeah i mean like i really like mario kart as a as a Nintendo title, just in the past, like I've always bought, I think I mentioned this before, I've always bought a N- Nintendo console to play Super Smash Brothers, but I've always, but the second game in line after that would probably be Mario Kart because I just, it's a really fun party game. It's always going to be four player, no matter what. And now with online capabilities, it's like eight players or whatever. So I think that's really cool too. Um, nice. But yeah, aside from uh, having one friend that always comes over to my house, not always, but really sometimes. Random. Hold on, really random, but isn't there a? Wasn't someone trying to create an after work um, group for playing Mario Kart? Yeah, and I responded to it, but I don't know how. I don't know what the development of that, but he, we, I should probably ask him tomorrow. I'll be like, hey. Yeah, there are quite a few people who have that Switch, and I feel like mm. I know who, and there's about like 11 of you. <laughs> yeah. Or 11 I think- of them. I think I'm the only person that doesn't own one at our company and just plays it off of everyone else. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. No, no worries about that, though. 
But yeah, I think probably by next year, if they come out with a second iteration of the Switch, I might buy it. Because for now, I'm still waiting for yeah. some hardware to come out. Yeah. Not to mention, just waiting for more con- uh, more copies of it to come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is like probably the biggest thing for me. One of the biggest things. The other thing is just yeah. software availability. I want Animal Crossing really badly. Oh, yeah. So waiting for that to come Ooh. out too. Has there been an Animal Crossing 2? Oh, or... oh I c- so th- I'll give you a little brief history. So there's one that came out in the N64 in Japan, and that never came out in the U.S. So what they did was they ported it to GameCube, and that came out on the GameCube in Japan as well as in the U.S. as like a definitive edition, basically, of the one of the N64. And then after that, after that, there's one that came out on... um. The DS, it's called Wild World, and my brother and I played mm-hmm. the crap out of that game. Uh, and then on the 3DS, another one came out called uh, New Leaf, and so that th- so Leaf. that's the third game. Oh, technically the fourth game overall, but the third game in the U.S. release schedule. And then another one called like Home Designer or something, Animal Crossing Home Designer, that it was like <laughs> a like a standalone expansion or like an expansion to New Leaf that came out on the 3DS. So. That sounds awesome for some reason. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like I, yeah, no, I, I'm a huge fan of like the Harvest Moon slash Animal Crossing games, just like lifestyle games in general, or like RPG yeah. slow paced RPG lifestyle games. And Animal Crossing is definitely up there for me because it's it's an infinite game, like it can go on forever. Yeah. And uh, I like decorating my home. I like decorating it with different themes and having it look awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, like it's it, for me. Like a lot of people th- attribute. Like these kind of games to like you know calming yourself or just like relaxing relaxing style games. So like in a way, Minecraft is also in that way where you could just build something yeah, or, or like dig, it. yeah, and just explore. And that's what you do in Animal Crossing too. Is like you kind you kind of explore because the world's limited, but at the same time you like build you you get money. You go to a job, you get money, you buy things at the store, you it's go like back to your Sims. home. Yeah, yeah, it's it, you got to take care of yourself in the game as well. It's kind of like The Sims. So so. Yeah. So you know what I thought was really cool about Animal Crossing? So my yeah. so my so my friend used to um used to play Animal Crossing and I'd watch him play and there would be points where we're really close to an American holiday uh-huh. like say Christmas or July 4th. Yeah. or something and the game actually has like special things on those holidays. Like it's corresponding to the American schedule. Oh yeah. yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, totally. I I think it changes by country too, like depending on what version yeah, of the game I you know. buy. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so shout out to like Nintendo Treehouse for always or was it Treehouse? No, that's not Treehouse. Shout out to Nintendo for developing a game that that like tries to add in all cultures and societies and walks of life. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's that was that was the most that was the most amusing thing I saw when he was playing yeah and what's really cool about that too is that they you can meet people from different countries if you go to a specific island in the game through wi-fi which i think is really cool and they can oh, give that you is really cool and they can give you items that you don't 
have in your region because there's re there's items that are region specific too so like for example well, a lot of it is in japan obviously so in japan they have like yeah. they have like certain festival items like lanterns or they have like 7-eleven items like you can only get at 7-eleven in japan and so <laughs> i actually have a funny story i um when i was playing the game like i was like super into it when it first came out in 2013 i Went to the international. It's called the International Island. I went to the International Island, and then I met this girl from Japan. I knew she was from Japan because her her name was in um uh not katakana hiragana. It was it was in hiragana. Her name was in hiragana, okay. and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then she spoke English to me by typing, but it was like kind of broken English. She's like, hi. I was like, hi. She's like, do you want do you want something? I'm like, sure. And she just she just gave it to me. Like she threw like something on the ground. I was like, what is it? So I picked it up. It was like one of those like really rare exclusive like little like. I think it was like uh, 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 Lucky Cat, like the, the one that moves its arm. Yeah, the Maneki Neko. Like a... Yeah, Maneki Neko. Yeah. Oh, I think was it that, or was it something else? But I remember I couldn't find it in the U.S. catalog because it was only in the Japan-specific area. So I was like, "Oh wow! Like, are you sure you don't need this?" She's like, "Yeah, fine." And then she's like, "Bye." I was like, "What the hell?" That was my only experience meeting like really someone really really cool from wow. the international place. It's like she just came, said hi. She said, "Here's here's an item," and then left. I was like, "You're like the the guardian angel, or like you're like the angel of like the I international know, island." I know that's so awesome. Yeah, it was cool. When's the last time you played Animal Crossing? Last year. Not played it, not, not not like sat down and actually played it. Like last year, some friends came over and they had their 3DSs. I was like, What are you guys playing? They're like, We're playing New Leaf. I was like, Holy shit, I have that too. And they were like, Yeah, let's play together. And so then we kind of like messed around in it, but then I didn't really like do anything in the game. It's just my town was full of weeds. I was like, Oh shit, I gotta fuck all these. Got it. If you don't so play when... for a while, you, your town gets full of weeds. Hmm. So eventually, when this does come out to Switch, you can take your already pre existing save and use it on the switch you know i don't know because the save is hardware specific oh yeah yeah so there were rumors. i hope they figure out a way to transfer it because that would be awesome yeah that'd be cool i mean like they don't know yet if this game the new one for the switch will either be a port of new leaf because new leaf did like amazingly well or it might be a new animal yeah. crossing game altogether Got it. Oh, and I forgot to mention another Animal Crossing game called City Folk on the Wii U. Or is it Wii? No, it's Wii. I never played it, though, because I'd, I want, I was too busy with the DS version of Animal Crossing. So there's actually mm -hmm. there's actually five, technically six, or seven if you count the other one. The home, desi home designer one. But yeah, so I really like Animal Crossing. Bottom line is I'm waiting for that to be announced before I buy Switch. And then after that, I want Super Smash Brothers to come out because, again, the only way I'm gonna buy a Switch is if Super Smash Brothers gets announced, and I and I want that game for the Switch. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was I've been playing Resident Evil Five on the PS4 recently. Uh, so, I go ahead. Sorry. So you played six. So I beat, I played and beat four. I played and beat five. I played and almost beat six, but I, but I got tired of it and I just watched the rest of it on YouTube. And then okay. I I own seven, but I have not finished seven yet. Got it. But I'm replaying five because I wanted to play it on the PS4, and I have two controllers, and I wanted to up my my co-op library on my PS4. 
Mm-hmm. And so I invited Jairus over, friend of the show, Jairus Camby. Shout out to Jairus. <laughs> I invited him. I invited him over uh, last weekend, and we sat down and just like talked about like a bunch of stuff. We were just talking about our lives and catching up, kind of. And uh, yeah, so I, I was like, "Hey, you want to play Resident Evil?" He's like, "Yeah." And I found out he played and beats five as well on the Xbox oh, 360. Oh, nice! Yeah, so we were kind of like replaying it in a way together, and so it was really fun playing co-op. And then um, on Tuesday of the no Monday of this week, I after I got home from work, I fired it up on the PS4 and I was playing it by myself, and I realized that uh, Sheva, your partner, because you play as Chris in the game primarily. Um, mm-hmm. You have to have a partner who's the, the secondary character, character Sheva Alamar. The AI in that game sucks so badly that it was so hard to play that game by myself because I needed, I really needed someone because I relied so heavily on another player, like an in, in like a, a physical player that I just, I couldn't play it. Like it's just, I, I just wow. had to put it down. Yeah, I, so I'm probably gonna if someone ever comes over again, I'm gonna be like, hey, do you want to help me <laughs> play Resident Evil Five? So yeah, I'm getting trying to get back into Resident Evil as a franchise because I want to beat seven. So what made you want to go back to five? Uh, it was on sale. <laughs> oh, you know, sometimes that's all you really need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on sale on Amazon, and I needed to hit that thirty dollar order in order to get free shipping, and so yeah, I bought that. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. Got it. I mean, I, the other stuff I actually needed. So, like, the mm-hmm. stuff I was buying from Amazon, Amazon I actually needed. So, I was like, shit, I got, I'm I'm under to get the free shipping. So, I was like, ah, oh, damn. I guess I'll see if there's a game on my wish list that's really cheap. And I was like, oh, hey, Resident Evil 5 is on sale for the yeah. PS4. So, yeah, why not? Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I have to talk about for what kind of what I'm playing right now. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on is 13 more days until Yakuza Kiwami. Woohoo! Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And then I won't be playing anything else and just Yakuza. Oh, God. What's wrong? (laughs) You know, I just started Skyrim. I know, I know. And and I realized that this isn't happening. Did you you pre-order Kiwami? I didn't pre-order Kiwami. Okay, okay. I was just going to get it. Yeah, I, I, gonna, I, I was most likely going to get it two weeks after it comes out. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, yeah. I w- seeing is that Zero was sold out when I originally wanted it. I pre-ordered it on Amazon. So right when it gets released, it's going to get shipped to me. So I'm just trying to be safe because I, I know that's probably going to be the only thing I'm going to be playing when that comes out. Yeah. So just waiting for, for sure. that to come out. And I'll be talking about it extensively once it comes out in 13 days. Oh, yeah. And then we'll be back at it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I know it was only like two, three months, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, technically it was two or three months, but we found some way to talk about it in every podcast, if you think about it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, leads to the which leads to an email we got from um, from one of our fans. I have I have one more game from... to talk about, but if you want to get into that first, we can do that too. Oh, okay, for sure. Do which one do you want to do first? Oh, uh, we'll go, we'll finish your. Oh, okay. We'll finish your news. Yeah. Um. Before we go to the question or the comment, um, I want to say that uh, I think I've talked about this before, but one of the very first games I've ever played was Sonic the Hedgehog on the Sega Genesis, and I have been a fan of Sonic games. For a while now, well, a select yeah, few. Yeah, Sonic Mania's out. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna get into that. So Sonic Mania <laughs> came out on Tuesday, and 
they, everyone's been saying it's the highest rated Sonic game that has come out in 15 years because the last game I've that was, heard that as well. Yeah, and the highest, the last highest rated Sonic game that came out was in 2002, and that was Sonic Adventure 2, specifically Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for the GameCube. And so, yes. it's it's good now that um, their Sonic Mania has had a lot of really good reviews because the last few Sonic games, minus Generation, have sucked ass. And like as a, as a Sonic fan, like I I know that I'm aware of that. That's why I haven't touched or played those games. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that Sonic Mania is a really good example of why Sonic is still good. Like, yes, it's going back to the 2D platform. Yes, it still looks like it's going back to what the Genesis games were and what they looked like. But at the same time, I think it's really it's a good testament to say, like, hey, we can put Sonic, old Sonic, classic Sonic, along with new Sonic and still be a good game. And I think that's yes. amazing. Yeah, I think I think that's really good, and it's it's a good for the Sonic fans, who have a win on a victory on their side. But it's also good for people who kind of discourage Sonic, like as new games were released. And so I think that now they're going back to the roots. Like this is literally what Sonic should have been like for a, up until Adventure or after it. You know, they should have gone back to the roots sooner. But hey, now is better than later. You know, so that's when good. do you think you're gonna get it? You know, I don't know yet because it's really cheap right now. It's only twenty bucks. Okay. Yeah, and so I don't it's know. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And I don't know if I'm gonna buy it on Steam or I'm on PS4. Like, I kind of want to use a controller, like a real controller. Not to say that the Logitech controller I own for PC is a, a real controller, but I just I want to buy a version that I know I'm gonna sit down and play on. So I'm probably gonna play it on PS4 because I I want to give my PS4 some love before the Yakuza. Yuck is a storm. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. One can call it a storm. Yeah. <laughs> you can also call it a, a hurricane. <laughs> or in Japanese, arashi. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that really what it is? Yeah, deem the group arashi in Japan. Yeah. Their name oh means... Oh my god. So, okay, I have, a, I have some random... Wow! J let me, let me oh my god, I'm let so me, let me drop some J-pop history on you real quick. <coughs> so in 1990, yes, in 1999, five boys met in Hawaii during a storm. All right? And yeah. their group was formed that day during that storm. And when they were trying to come up with a name, they came up with the name Arashi because they got together during a storm. And that's why their name is Arashi. So is Arashi... Um... Arashi is Japanese for storm, or is it Japanese for hurricane? Um, I believe storm. I think they have okay. a different word for hurricane. I I have to check okay. my facts on that. Man, I'm so oh wow. This yeah, is, mind blown. Mind that. blown. Uh, <laughs> I'm mind blown. Oh yeah, I have a lot of like yeah. random facts on me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, if they, if it ever comes to a point where you where you mention something and I'm like, oh, I know what that is, I'll just blurt it out. That's awesome. We need yeah. more Japanese artists to tour the U.S. <laughs> yeah, looking at you, Tarikaru. Where's your concert in the U.S.? Like, I mean, there oh, are a lot of, um, there's a there are Japanese artists who come to the U.S., but not to the extent that a lot of other international artists come. Well, they need to be mainstream, and they need to sing songs in English because people, a lot of people, especially international fans, they don't. Of course, you know, no, they appreciate they the music don't. that they create. I'll listen to their Japanese music. <laughs> okay, let me give you a good example. Do you know the band One OK Rock? 
Yes. So, well, I'll get into a little trivia about them in a second. But they had a show in January that I went to in in San Francisco, and I loved you know, it. You I say, think you've mentioned yeah. this before, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, but they, they sang most of their Japanese songs, and I thought they were going to sing only yes. their English songs because they came out with an album shortly like the month before, they came out with an album in Japan and in the U.S. And their U.S. album was, all, of course, only songs in English. And so when I went to the concert, I was kind of sad because I was like, oh, man, I hope they sing some of the Japanese songs. They sang all my favorites in Japanese, and I was so happy about it. And actually, they came yeah. back. They, they did so well in the U.S. that they came back for a second tour, and it was just yesterday yesterday that they performed in San Jose. So I thought that was awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Oh yeah, no, the, they had a Bay Area venue and it was only in San Jose, and I thought that was really cool. And they wow, sang the Japanese songs really there too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, so, I, yeah. All I'm saying is the J Soul Brothers need to come to the U.S. That that's all I'm really saying. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> true, I I'm true. not asking for much. So. Oh yeah. Hey, but uh, I think, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for me. A lot of the international artists that I listen to, I like listening to it in their native language, but a lot of it has yeah. to do with, you know, their singing is much more confident when they're singing it to something they're familiar with, they know the language, and all these things. So, oh, yeah, yeah, even, yeah. Even though I don't necessarily understand word for word, I do like, I always prefer listening to the original version than listening to um, an uh, English translated version, I suppose. Yeah, no, I get you. Like, for example, yeah. like the lead singer of One OK Rock, his name is Taka, and he actually yeah. speaks like pretty fluent English. So when he sang his all of his songs in English, like it sounded really normal, natural, and so it took a lot of right. years and practice for him to do that. For the in another another case would be Radwimps, the band that did the music for uh, Your Name, the the anime movie. They did an English version of uh, like one of the lead songs, and the guy actually was went to Washington to study English for like a couple of years. I think when he was when he was younger. Oh wow! Yeah, That's and really so cool. yeah, and so if you listen to the English version, like it sounds weird to me because like like what the heck? Like you're singing your Japanese song in, in English and you're still using some Japanese words, but at the yeah. same time, it's it's fluently translated by the lead singer because he's the guy who wrote it and he can speak English fluently. So I was like, oh, that actually works out well. So it's it not does. it's not bad in the sense that it sounds weird. It is it is kind of it does sound weird, but it's 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 good because it was translated by the original writer who's who's fluent in both languages. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Also, a uh, little trivia about One Ok Rock. I was gonna say before in Japanese, their name is actually One O'Clock, which means one o'clock in in Japanese because it's the time ah. it's it's the time of the morning that the band performed at because they couldn't find a venue in the daytime to uh house them okay. so when they're starting out they went to places at one o'clock in the morning because they ever like there would be no one there so they could just practice on their own time that's a really that's a really cool fact yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah. trivia and uh I since you like Japanese music uh, and Japanese stuff, Lisa, I have a proposal for you. Would you want to go to the J-pop festival on September 9th and 10th or 10th? Oh my God. It's in, <laughs> it's in uh, Fort Mason in San Francisco. And I kind of oh. want to go. I kind of oh, want to go. Fuck. <laughs> is, this is the place you went to last year with Kevin's all you can drink sake bar, right? It was, <laughs> that sounds, that sounds really weird, but yeah, that, that's it. That's where it was. Do you want to go? So, I might not attend the entire thing, but I will no, we don't have probably to go the entire thing. more than likely be down to attend, like, half day, so. Yeah, no, let yeah, me know. Let me know. We could go together. 
Let's fucking do this. Holy shit. Yeah. It's on. Let me ask. We're doing this. Let me text. Let me text our friend Kevin and see if he's actually going to be working that day. But uh, <laughs> most likely he will be, I think. So, yeah. Um, we'll Amazing. talk about it tomorrow. Nice to see you. Yeah. So, um, really random, but um, I just wanted to talk about one more Japanese artist that I really like that I actually discovered. I discovered on Terrace House. And okay. after discovering them on Terrace House, I started listening to their Spotify. But they're called Suchmos. And they're like a very jazzy rock type band. Like they like they're old school Maroon 5. They're Maroon 5 with songs about Jane, if that makes sense. Like their very uh, first album. They're that type li- of sound. Yeah. I like that era of Maroon 5, but also I think they did yeah. a song for Naruto at one point cuz I've only I haven't watched a lot of anime in my life, but Naruto is one of those anime that I actually yeah. watched all the way through minus Shippuden. So I think yeah. they did a song for one of the openings or endings. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I really I discovered them on Terrace House and now they're a re- one of my current favorite artists. They're really good. By the nice. way, I, remind me ProZD did this really funny um, <laughs> video about the about spoofing Naruto spinoffs, and it's it's so. Oh, so, I saw that. I saw that. I have to show it to you. I saw. <laughs> I saw it already. I saw it already. Yeah, it was awesome. So fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so fun. I was like, what? It's, it's so, true though. It's so good. And then it's like, here's my daughter. Bomoko, I was like, God yeah, yeah. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, like I, he's like, hi, I'm Bomoko. It's like, oh, god damn it! <laughs> yeah, so good. It's so accurate, though. Oh yep. my god! I think that I think that video he said was so, sponsored by Crunchyroll. So I was like, wow, no wonder, <laughs> no wonder it was like too accurate to Naruto. Yes. Or Boruto. Clearly. <laughs> god, fucking Boruto! Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't hate Boruto. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm bitter because I maybe I should have watched Shippuden, maybe I shouldn't have, but that's a whole other topic. Maybe we'll, I maybe we'll know. have an anime cast or something. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see. Yeah, we gotta bring Jairus on for the anime cast because he's actually a huge <laughs> anime fan. Really? Like he knows everything front to back. I think. Okay. I say I think because I'm, I'm I don't don't test my logic on that. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say about stuff. Yeah. That is all that I have to say as well. Um so we only got one comment and basically it was it was um appropriate to kind of go off of um when off of the previous conversation, but the comment was basically saying that they appreciate that we like to talk about Japanese games on this podcast. <laughs> well, yes. Do other podcasts not give Japanese games love? You see, I I don't know. Like, uh, to be honest, I listen to IGN and a lot of... Um, I listen to three podcasts, and I feel that a lot of them do talk about Japanese games, but I wonder if it's because we talk about japanese games in depth that a lot of people like it where other maybe other podcasts it's not as in depth with like storyline and like really like a lot of specifics so i don't know i really don't know but actually to your point about that because i listened to the mega 64 podcast and funhouse's podcast um the people on on 
those podcasts, uh, Lawrence for the Funhouse podcast in particular, he doesn't, he, he doesn't, he, he does talk about Japanese games and he talks extensively about them, but it's more like on the surface kind of thing. It's not like really in depth, like this is what the story's about. This is exactly the characters I like, like kind of like what we I did. And on the Mega 64 podcast, sometimes they'll talk about Japanese games. They'll go in depth about it, but, um, I can tell that they're not as passionate as we are when it comes to certain games. For example, like the Yakuza series is something I absolutely love right now, and I can go in depth about the characters and and the oh, the yeah, style exactly. of the game and and the game and the mechanics of the game. But uh, I I think it's it's not a lot well, like not a lot of podcasts do that. Like maybe there's podcasts in Japan, like some gamers that talk about these games extensively. But obviously, our listener that's giving this comment is listening to English podcasts. So yes. yeah. Thank you, person, for uh, giving us that comment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like this is like the second comment we received, so no, no worries. And yes, we will be giving more content for the Japanese games we play. And we hope you're enjoying the podcast. Yeah, hope you're listening. Hoping- Hope blah, blah, blah. oh my god. Hope you like listening to us talk it's about it. It's <laughs> late everyone. Please give us a break. Yeah. <laughs> I if you uh, how about you tell us your favorite Japanese video games in the comments? Yes. We'd love to hear them and we can talk tell you what our thoughts are about them. Yeah, definitely. Always got to give always got to give, you know, one of the biggest companies or one of the biggest countries in the world some love because they're the one of the forefronters of video games. Alright, so it's kind of late, and that's all I have to say. Yeah, I'm done too. Let's call it a night, Elisa. Let's get out of here. Yes, we will call it a night. By the time you listen to this podcast, it will actually be part of a two-in-one podcast, our second one coming up, because I haven't had time to actually edit the podcast before this. So Yeah, I've been busy, y'all. Yes, most deaf. So, take us out, Jeremy. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to the 18th episode Eight. Yes. of the Downtime Podcast. God, did I say 17th at the beginning of this podcast? I don't know, but it's you know 18th. What? It's too late. It's too late. I just, gone too far. I just remember what, <laughs> I'm just remembering what you told me on Monday. That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure you said 18th at the beginning of this podcast. Yes. But yeah, thank you for yes. listening to the 18th episode of Downtime Podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Good night. Yes. Good night.